It's finally here. The faster starts tomorrow, Thursday, May 27th. Steve, Mike, and Trent challenge each other to do the David Goggins 4x4x48 challenge, but to see who can run it in a faster time. And the fasters in this episode of Peak Too Early is brought to you by Bell Lap Track and Field Gear. And right now, Bell Lap is doing a promotion for their 20,000 follower giveaway where you can go on their Instagram page and pick who is going to win the faster, Steve, Mike, or Trent. The winner is getting a Peak Too Early customized, one-of-a-kind Brooks singlet. It is awesome. Don't miss this opportunity to win that single. This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Good, Steve. I'm, uh, you know, getting ready for the fasters this weekend. Been doing some preparation, you know, stretched a couple times this week. No big deal. So I'm, I'm feeling ready to go. I'm, I'm feeling like I'm in the right mindset for it. I'm doing all the, the little things you got to do, so... I don't know. You guys might want to be a little worried over there. So uh, I found out what Mike was doing. So Mike was doing a little rope-a-dope. So he's been secret training. And you know how last episode, Trent, he made a big deal about putting a run on Strava. He purposely purposely put one of his crappier runs on Strava and hid the rest of his runs. So, like, you know, I'm on to you, Mike. I know exactly what you're doing. So Mike's in a little bit better shape. Than, I think. Than I think you're giving. Me, I think you're giving me far too much credit, Steve. I think you're giving me far too much credit. You do it, Trent. You remember that how he made a big deal about putting that run on Strava? It wasn't. It wasn't impressive at all. And I found out from our other other brother, he's out there hammering 12, 13 mile runs. But anyways, and as always at the house of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? I mean, I'm better than Mike. It sounds like Mike is scared shitless over there playing these crazy <laughs> mind games on us. But I'm okay, boys. Um, this weekend, or a couple days ago, actually, uh, we posted, Steve posted, the, uh, the, the headshots of the new singlets that are out on the Instagram. And it really made me question my decision back in college to always look like the biggest goof I possibly could during the like headshot day when you get to like wear your uniform and get that picture for the website that year. Cause CJ over there just looking like a complete badass, looking, you know, fly as all hell with the new singlets. Uh, and I was like, damn, <laughs> all my pictures are me with a ridiculous haircut and a dumb smile. So I don't know, maybe I go back and like redo my college headshots and look cool. Yeah, shout out to so Chris somehow our photographer Henry Henry Marte somehow found a way to make Chris Gendron look good, but he did he look good in that in that uh, those headshots the the singlet. So you're hearing this on Wednesday, on Thursday morning, the singlets the official two crew singlets. And if you haven't seen the two crew singlets, go check out our Instagram, go check out our Twitter. We posted them. They are sick. They got the Peak Too Early logo on the front. They say two crew down the back. They are going on sale 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, Thursday morning on our website. 
And judging by the buzz around these, I'm telling you guys right now, I did not plan well. I did not order enough. These are going to sell out. They're going to sell very quickly. So if you are interested in one of these singlets, you've got to act quickly because I'm, I'm actually disappointed we didn't order more. People seem to be loving them. They came out awesome. To be honest, like, I didn't know how they were going to come out. I didn't know how the navy blue was going to look. I didn't know if like the two crew down the back was going to look good. But they came out absolutely perfectly. They are so friggin' cool. Like they are the perfect. Like if I were to design like my perfect singlet, it would be that. And so they're Brooks singlets. They're, you know, they're technical singlet singlets. They're, you know, they're as good as you're going to find. So don't miss your opportunity to get one of these. The, the singlets are sick, right? I, I love a um, simple running singlet. And I think our, the logo you know, we didn't do too much of it. Didn't try and do anything crazy. Just like, boom, the logo right in the middle is simple, but the logo looks freaking awesome on the, on the singlet. Like you said, the two crew down the back is awesome. I think that was like, you know, the, I remember when uh, the ducks did that for the first time, like, I think we were in like high school or college. I remember thinking that was the coolest thing in the world. Like the Oregon ducks. Yeah. The Oregon down, down the back. So I love the two crew down the back. They're super simple. But they're going to, like, you show up to a race wearing that thing, people are going to think, like, oh, wow, that, that's a legit team right there, right? Like, he's running for somebody legit. And you are. You, you totally are. And, Mike, we, we talk about it all the time, how we, like, we like a classic-looking uniform. Mm-hmm. We like a classic-looking singlet. And, and we've, like, done the perfect balance of, like, adding a little – flair to it with kind of like the aggressive logo but it's got the very classic like navy blue white mm-hmm. look so it's like it's a nice blend between like an exciting singlet and a classic looking singlet you guys think it came out better than bowerman's new singlets Absolutely. oh hell yeah oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah our our next version should be you know the little running man logo we have we should just put tiny little running man put it like a hundred times spring, on it. sprinkled all over everywhere a little polka dot it all over the jersey <laughs> I, after like just shitting on the bowerman ones and then seeing ours nice clean cut comes out i mean it was you could probably figure out our style based on our comment there of bowerman's yeah. new singlets but uh these kids yeah they're just so fresh so clean and you gotta go you gotta go follow our guy Marte Media on Instagram. He hooked us up with some sick photography. If you're in the Lowell area and you need some photography, Marte Media is the guy. It, watching him in action, there's a big difference between like somebody like me out there with my iPhone and watching a professional photographer in action. They're looking at like the lines of the building behind them. They're looking at the coloring. And then we went in, we had a beer afterwards, and he was like touching them up on his iPad, it was, it was pretty cool to watch like a master at his craft, like touch up the pictures and, and make somehow make Chris look good. I, don't I was know about to say, he must've been doing a, a, a bit more than just a little bit of touching up. I mean, yeah. I mean, what, you guys have to have like 12 beers for him to get those touched up in time? <laughs> no, no touch ups on the kit though. Right. Just on like, yeah, just on Chris's, stuff, right? yeah. And you know, his, his arms and everything, you know, make him look fit and, and yeah. And so we went to, to do the pictures, we went to Western Ave Studios here in, in Lowell and they have this like brewery there, navigation brewery. I'd been a couple times, but, um, when I, we were there taking pictures, I got to meet the owner of the brewery and everything. And this place is awesome. Like I friggin' love this brewery. It's in the coolest spot. We are 100% doing a race out of this brewery by the end of the summer. Yeah. Like 
that is my next mission. Once we get through the fast, I got to focus on the fasters. But once we get through this, my next mission is we are doing a race at a navigation brewing place is awesome. So if you, again, too? if you're in the little area and you haven't been there, you got to go check it out. But we are 100% doing something out of there. Does it come with a photographer? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Henry's going to be there. They wanted us to come down when he found out, like we had this like running podcast and we do these races. The owner was like, he's like, he's like, come down. He's first, first thing he poured me a free beer. He gave me a beer and he's like, you got to come down here. You got to do a podcast out of the brewery. We got to do a run. You want to do a race here? Let's do a race. Guy was the man. So we're 100% doing something out of there. Uh, anyway, so we got that coming up. We got the fasters and for, you know, just quickly, um, you know, so we are, so you, this is dropping Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday night at midnight. We are starting the fasters, David Goggins, four by four by 48 challenge. So four miles every four hours for 48 hours. It is going to be a brutal, uh, endurance challenge over two days. And we're going to be grinding out and competing to see who can do it faster. Hey, we got to give a quick shout out quickly here to the people that are joining us trent do you got do you have the list in front of you of people that are joining us for the fasters i mean the, the list of just crazy people that decided they're gonna take their memorial day weekend and run yeah. this ridiculous challenge with us those people i mean it shows that we are we are surrounded by the right crew that there's people that are willing to do it here uh let me pull it up while the people that signed up. So we have Luke Mason, who's a little banged up right now, so I'm hoping he's going to be able to run it. Uh, Kyle Markley, Paulo Amaro, uh, our guy Ryan, who came out for the... Oh, yep. What was it? Amaral. Paul, yeah, Paul Amaral names. We know, I mean, we go way back with messing up names on this podcast, so it doesn't... It's not just professionals. It's our our, our, uh, peak too early, two crew as well. Uh, Ryan Scott, who was out for the Irish Kohler 5K, so welcome, Ryan. Uh, Megan Kruger, which is uh, uh, going to be a, a great person to challenge ourselves against and see if she's able to, to beat us. She'll be up in Vermont with us as well. And then, of course, the one and only Boss Man Rand. It wouldn't be a P2E event if the Boss Man was not participating. So thank you guys for signing up. And as you're hearing this, we'll leave, we'll leave the sign-up on our website uh, probably up through Thursday. So if for some reason you want to, you want to challenge yourself, you want to mix it up a little bit and you want to join us, go in, sign up, you know, let, here, here's the thing. Like, and I think here's the reason why we wanted to do this and like why we wanted to run back and run back the P2E showdown. So last year, Last year, we did the P2E showdown where we saw how many miles we could run in a week. And we all learned very quickly that the three of us are a little crazy and we're willing to push ourselves to limits that we didn't think that we were going to. But like, as brutal as that was, like, I think it was important for my year because I was able to look back at that time that, that week and be like, I pushed myself to that like crazy challenge back in the spring. And I really do think it's important to do that like once a year. If you're if you're a runner, if you're a former runner, distance runner like us, if you consider yourself a runner in any way, you know, yeah, you want to put like you want to put races on the calendar, keep yourself motivated, and give yourself ways to compete. But I think you need to put like one really big challenge on the calendar once a year to really go after it. To kind of like to kind of like feel I don't know a little accomplished. 
be able to like push yourself to limits that you didn't think you could go to. What do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, and I think kind of doing crazy things, being crazy is part of the sport. It's kind of a badge of honor that uh, us distance runners like, like to have. And I think you got to be a special kind of crazy. If you're going to listen to this podcast on a Wednesday and decide with 24 hours notice to do this challenge. So if anybody has the kahunas to to step up and take take this challenge on 24 hours notice mad respect and i think you can wear that badge of honor with pride somebody's taking that challenge you got a three-day weekend this weekend now's the weekend perfect time to do it. all the time in the world to do it you can start on our schedule you can start it a couple days later it doesn't have to be exactly when when the p2e squad does it um but Steve, I think you're, you're spot on. I think we talked about this with Mrs. Space Cadet for a second. Like how big of a moment and like a pinnacle this type of event is to like your year and stuff. Or even like coming off of it, I was like felt a little lost last time where this this race was or the challenge that we did was like the highlight and was like the most important thing that uh, it felt like the most important thing I had done in a while just to like prove yourself that you can still do it and to dig deep to a place um that you haven't been before so i mean shout out to david goggins for coming up with this crazy challenge uh someone that will definitely motivate you to get to those places but it's definitely something that you're gonna feel really good about for the entire rest of the year so do you guys know who uh jesse itzler is he's a he's like a he's an entrepreneur he's i'm sure if you saw him or if you like saw him talk you'd know who he was he's a He's it's actually like there there's a big story about him right now because he's part owner of the Atlanta Hawks and he's from New York and like he got his career started by doing like the the um New York Knicks theme song and he was like in the rap world like the go New York go New so like that he wrote that song he got going in the rap industry and then he became this entrepreneur now he's part owner of the Hawks so there's this whole story about how he's cheering for the Hawks over over the Knicks um but anyways I heard him talk like I, I think it was on a podcast or I saw a video or something. He was talking about this this idea of misoji and it's like this Japanese tradition and where once a year you like push yourself to like the physical limits doing something. And he talks about how he always tries to do this once a year and it's always something different, right? Where he just he goes out and he pushes himself to the absolute limit to accomplish some type of physical task. And throughout the rest of the year, everything else that you face, you can relate back to this idea of that misogy that you did that year. Hmm. And it just, it helps you like accomplish your goals throughout the year. It gives you something to look back on, to be proud of that year, but it's important to do it like once a year. And like, you know, if we're getting, you know, we're going to, we're going to get into some debauchery and we're going to have fun and we're going to make fun of this and we're going to have a good time with it. Cause that's what we do on P2 early. We don't take anything too seriously but if you really want to get philosophical i think like this this may tradition the springtime tradition of doing some type of like crazy endurance competition has kind of become like my misogy or you know if if you will that's uh that's some deep stuff right there yeah let's go yeah uh, we're we're not we're, we're more than just miller lights and true and uh you know and uh making fun of of the sport of running like yeah we have legitimate goals and you know we want to we want to better ourselves all right everybody yeah philosophize so i don't know if you guys have had to have this conversation yet but uh today at work i was having you know doing the classic work small talk someone's like so you got any uh 
big plans for Memorial Day weekend. And it's just like I hadn't really had to say it out loud yet what what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> so I was stuck in this weird place where it's like, how do I go about describing to this person? I mean, what kind of what kind of asshole do you have to be to be the guy in like the office? <laughs> it's like, hey, so what are you, what are you doing for this week of Memorial Day weekend? Are you gonna get in a boat? Are you gonna drink some beers? Ah, uh, no, I'm actually you know gonna like run like an ultra marathon, you know, do 48 miles. So I had to like kind of find this fine line how I'm gonna describe exactly what we're doing. It just felt uncomfortable. The guy kind of gave me a weird look. I was like, all right, buddy. I don't know. Have you guys had to explain to anybody what we're doing this weekend? I have, and I think the key is. <laughs> The David Goggins brings like some, yeah, sure. some yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. realness to it, some integrity to the challenge. <laughs> so I don't know if I get into the detail of like, oh, we're all getting in a house together and we're going to race this <laughs> challenge that's already preposterous enough. But if you introduce it as this David Goggins challenge, um, you know, this guy who's just a known name in, in the fitness, endurance, you know, cross train, uh, motivational world. That's a better way to introduce a topic. To fair me. enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I've actually had to describe it a couple times. Um, and I try and you, you're, you're right. Like saying the David Goggins four by four by 48, I quickly learned gives a little, a, a little bit of credibility to it. Makes it like somewhat of a real thing. So you're just not this asshole that's choosing to spend his vacation weekend, you know, running 48 miles. So, but Mike, when you, <laughs> When you first said, I don't know if you've had to have this conversation yet, but I don't know why the first place my brain went was like, get my will in order. It's like, like, I don't know if you've had the conversation of like, what happens if I don't make it through this weekend? I thought that's where you're going. I double checked my uh, life insurance to make sure my wife was the beneficiary and that was all. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's where my head's at. Um, all right. Do we got a little bit of news to get into? Well, before we do that, I, here, here's one thing I think we, this is probably something we should have squared it beforehand, but what, what is, what's in the packing list for this weekend, gentlemen? I mean, oh, okay. right, right, right off the top of my head, Pedialyte is like the first thing that comes to mind. And I think Steve, when Aaron texted us earlier this week, she's like, going to the store, what do you guys need? That was like pretty much, the, I was like, just get me as much pd light as you can possibly find but what else am i missing here like what what else you know there's the obvious stuff i need to get my foam roller i need to get all that stuff but like what are, what are the essentials the body glide trend i'm sure you got the body glide what are the oh, essentials we need for this weekend yeah i mean I'll, I'll, the skincare we'll just get that out of the way i mean you need a lot of body glide you're gonna have to slick up every time you need a lot of powder right you want to take those showers post front showers and then you dry up uh, a thorough dry job with the different types of powder. You can do your baby powder. You can do your, your gold bond I like options there. You need your nipple chafe guards. I don't know if I'll be wearing a shirt a lot or not this weekend, depending on what the weather is, but the nipple guards, maybe I shouldn't have gave that away because Mike like, looks like he just, no, no, that was actually another question I had was what is I'm thinking about tonight. It's like, I have a million and a half things I need to do before we depart for this trip. How much laundry do I need to have? Right? Because we have, I don't know how many legs is it? How how many running outfits do I need to have? Are we gonna get to the point where it's just like we're gonna recycle dirty running gear, or are you guys gonna have a new outfit for every single leg? Mike, I think it's gonna get to the point where you're just not gonna care. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's, I think it's, I think so. I think it's gonna get to the point where it's just like I think I think there there might be a point where you you get off the ground and you run the next leg in whatever you ran the leg before. 
I think that's a better strategy because the idea of like putting on dry clothes and then, you know, when you're already in that miserable mindset, physically having to put on sweaty, like smelly, gross running shorts, I think is like the worst. The, the only thing that could make how you feel any worse. So I think you're better off just staying in your running clothes, I think. But that doesn't help the chafing situation either, though. No, no, you can't stay in the running clothes. That's that's psychotic. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, but I think we are at advantage, Mike. Steve's definitely the, the sweat guy of the group there. So when we're reusing clothes, which we're going to have to, right? There's no way you can't just reuse. I'm not doing laundry this this. Steve's also the here. apparel guy in the group. See, that, that's, uh, that's, that's, that was going to be my counter is I, I have significantly more running apparel than both and of you guys. Like and better, I found out recently apparel. that you – yeah, and I found out recently you guys are running in basketball shorts. So, like, oh, you guys are going to be chafed to, to hell, and I'm going to be in, you know, nice, like, comfortable, you know, shorts that were designed for running. I mean, obviously, I'm going to have to break out what I have of running shorts, with this, which isn't much for this weekend just because you have to bring out all, all the, the bullets. But, I mean, there's going to be plenty of legs run in basketball shorts this weekend. You can, you can bet your sweet ass that's happening. So I, so Mike, to answer your original question, so far I, I've, I've bought three things. I have three things that I'm bringing and I got to pack the rest, but I got a case of Gatorade, like a big, like, you know, pallet thing, of Gatorade. I got a fresh pair of running shoes that I'm going to bust out on the first day. And I got three thirties of Miller Lite. So that's, yeah, that's what right. I've done so far to, to pack. Perfect. That's, that's quite the trio right there. But I don't think you need anything else. I think that's it. <laughs> that's it. I think that's we all got you need. Body Glide, Miller Lite, and we got Gatorade. Well, but like Mike, and, and you were saying like my wife texted the texted us saying, like, hey, I'm going to Costco. Like, what do we need? Like, I don't even know where to begin. Like, I I don't even know where to begin fueling myself for something like this. Like, I just have no like part of me thinks like, okay, like I need to get like I maybe should get some gel. Like I should get some like gels. I should get some healthy food to fool myself. But like, I think halfway through the, the fire, the it's, it's going to be burning so hot. Like the stove is going to be burning so hot that I'm just going to be like shoveling junk food in just to like get me through. So I don't even know where to begin to start planning are, food for this. Are we going to eat any like actual meals? Like, are we going to have like a sit down dinner at any point where we, you know, cook up some pasta or something, or is it just going to be straight? I like I just picture myself eating about fifty-seven Nature Valley bars this weekend. You know, Mike, I think Thursday night's gonna be like the the scene in Home Alone where we sit down <laughs> with our mac and cheese and we got the candle lit and all of a sudden the clock thing's midnight and now we gotta like blow out the candles and we gotta like get ready to go for our run. That's the most frustrating part about that movie, Steve, is he sits down, he like thanks the Lord <laughs> for his nice mac and cheese, and he doesn't get to have a single bite of it. He walks away from that table without taking a single bite out of his mac and cheese. That'll be us. Yeah, as soon as you like are ready to eat, you're gonna be like, oh, that's gonna be a cramp. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna suck. This is <laughs> going to suck. Yeah, we'll we'll have a sit down dinner. We'll have a sit down dinner on Sunday. So okay. Um, hold on. Before we get into news, we never we we kept putting this off. We never established like the rules for penalties yeah. for like starting late. So I'm gonna propose something, and you guys you guys let me know what you think. So um, I think that I think that for 
So like we're we're gonna try to go on the hour, but like we might be a couple minutes late. Like we might be heading out the door and like going. So like we might well, start like at that. like you know. I don't like that. You want to start like I want so, a hard. I want a hard on on the hour every hour. Uh, okay. All right, fine. We could do that. That that works for me. There's gotta be. There's gotta be order. There's gotta be structure here, Steve. We can't just be running. You know, a muck. All right, fine, here. fine. So on the hour. So it starts on the hour. Um, what then? What? Okay, if that's the case, like if we're gonna, if we have a hard rule on the hour, what is the penalty for for not starting on the hour? I, I think it's just you start the clock at the hour. So if you start five minutes late, five minute penalty. That. That seems harsh. It's harsh, but, but it's simple, right? We won't we won't mess anything up with that. The the only so but if you so say you sleep in or you're running late for like one, you can get com- you can get like you can get completely eliminated from the com- competition by like one missed start. You know what I right. mean? So like that that's the only thing where it's just like if that's the way we want to go with it, that's the way we want to go with it. But I think we should. It's such a harsh penalty. I think we should lessen it a little bit. What if we, what if we take whatever, whatever the time was and divide it by, like, divide it by two. So you take half it. So if you start two minutes late, it's added a minute. You start, you start ten minutes late, it's added five minutes. What do you think about something like that? Okay. Yeah, because I, I do think so. I, the problem is, I think for like the first half hour, it's a very fair penalty. But the problem is when you get into like if somebody oversleeps by like an hour and a half. First of all, what are you doing if you oversleep by an hour and a half? But also, if you oversleep by an hour and a half, yeah, I think that. And if somebody and here's here's the other thing, like I, if somebody oversleeps by that much, I don't want them to get the feeling like they're completely out of it because the content that could ensue with that person trying to get back into it could be unbelievable it could be like it could be it could be hilarious it could be exciting it like it could be awesome so just by like cutting that extreme penalty in half i think it would lend for some way better content so cut it in half i'm i can get behind that should we also cap it like is there so if somebody does sleep in somehow by an hour and a half that they're not like done for the weekend like what if you capped it at like a a 30 minute penalty or something like that because you could say oh then you might as well if you if you miss the first hour you might as well take another hour off but then you're not gonna have any rest before the next leg so So maybe that's a better way to do it maybe instead of cutting in half we just maybe there's just a a cap how about this because i do think like if you miss a start by like five minutes that seems like an appropriate penalty you know what i mean does it though for five minutes because like it Two and a half minutes is going to be like a big deal. So how about this? How about this? How about this? We cut it in half, capped at an hour, right? So the maximum penalty you could get is 30 minutes. Yeah, I think I like that. So so cut it in half, cap it at an hour. Okay. Does that make sense? And who – so here's the other thing, right? Who uh... – Let's say Trent sleeps in and me and Steve get off the line. Who's there to police Trent's penalty time? Well, so all of our runs need to be uploaded to Strava. So oh. we'll be able we'll, that that data will be readily available. 
So you police yourself, but if there's any question, we can go back in the Strava history and, and look at if, if Mike and I are running and Trent says he left 10 minutes after us and we double check and say, no, Trent, you left, you left at 1220. So you left 20 minutes after us. You know what I mean? Okay. Peak too early virtual events are, are based on integrity, Michael. <laughs> and the fact that you are going to trust a two crew, but not, you know, Steve and I makes me just wonder. You know, so I do think that, that that is an important rule. And I think if there's any other rules we need to clean up, but I don't want to get like too structured with our rules. Cause I do kind of like the idea of arguing these rules on the fly. Yeah. It, that's going to that, be part of the fun. Yeah. I do. And if you that, don't think, if you, if you don't think I'm already looking for loopholes, you, but you're thinking wrong. Like that's, that's the number one thing is like, what loopholes can I find here? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That no, was a no, joke. That no. was a joke. I, 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 it's probably not a joke, but it's, okay. it's a joke. It's a joke, people. Everybody calm down. But I'm just thinking here, like, this cutting. All right. Okay. All right. If you're an hour late to the start, you only get a 30 minute penalty. A 30 minute penalty. You know how ridiculous of a penalty that is, I guess, Mike? I guess you do have the built in penalty too now, is like you have a shorter rest as well. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mike, what do you expect the spread to be like from first to second place here i think i think i have no idea (laughs) i genuinely have zero idea i think within the first 24 hours like it's gonna be dead even and then in the next 24 hours shit's gonna get real weird well (laughs) that's what i mean it depends on if people do like if we do a call back to the mileage challenge steve remember we thought Trent was just not going to break like 30 miles in the competition within the first like three days. Right. So it's like, it depends on if somebody does a weird thing like that, maybe Trent goes back to the vault and is running like nine minute miles for the first 10 likes. Who knows? We'll Don't give see. away my strategy, Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. It could be weird, but yeah, I think it's likely that there will be, yeah, I could see there being the calm before the storm, right? The at like the halfway point, that's when things start to get real weird and things. It's gonna get real weird. We get we get to night number two of no sleep. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get real weird real quick. I can't wait. I do think <laughs> the starting at midnight too is such a wild element. You realize it's... we're doing this the hardest way possible, right? Because we start at midnight, <laughs> eight o'clock. What do we say? We said midnight. So, because, because the biggest factor is like being able to enjoy our time after. And the only way to get like a full night's sleep and have a full day of like, you know, worry-free partying is if we start at midnight on Thursday. Right. I thought we pushed up to eight o'clock on Thursday, like 8 PM, but. Oh, all right. It wouldn't make a difference. Yeah. At that starting at 8 PM might actually be harder. Yeah. We're doing it a pretty difficult way. Which I think, again, I'm happy we're doing it this way. But that means we have it, – we're just doing it really hard. To start on, like, the no sleep train is is a tough way to do it. And then it's like, do you stay up? For the, <laughs> it's so dumb. Somebody it's so gonna, dumb. It's like, so dumb. What are we doing? I don't even – I haven't even decided if I'm, like, going to try and sleep before the first leg. Do I stay up for the first leg? Who knows? I mean <laughs> – Oh man, this is going to be so bad. Anyways, 
I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. And if you're not if you're not following along on the Instagram and Twitter, then you're missing some gold. So, uh, you know, got to check that out. But all right, Mike, let's kick off the running news. All right, so just a couple stories this week. Uh, we'll do us. Uh, a more you know result-based one and then we'll do a fun one um so there was the trials for miles this weekend and they did the you know influencer mile which i think at its core and we can talk more about this is a is a very cool idea and something that i think could have a lot of potential in the future if done correctly so but this thing was kind of uh marketed as chris chavez versus malcolm gladwell you know, e Malcolm Gladwell, the the matchup everyone's been waiting for, Malcolm Gladwell versus Chris Chavez. So they threw down this weekend, gentlemen. What do we think about this influencer mile in the Chavez Gladwell matchup of the century? How, how did Chavez first. get in on this? That's what I don't understand. I mean, nothing against like City. Him, him but- and Gladwell are boys. Oh, are they? Okay. I didn't I didn't realize the backstory there. But but Malcolm's obviously this like world renowned author, researcher, podcaster. Um listen, did I watch the race? No, absolutely not. I had no interest in it. But kind of goes back to DK Metcalf thing. If people are gonna get excited to watch a couple people run a mile, then I'm all for it. Then then Chavez and Gladwell, they can they can get their spikes on, they can try to break five minutes in the mile. If people are going to tune into that and follow along, good for them and good for the sport of running. Trent, you stepped on my take. So I'm going to go a slightly different direction with this, but I am going to talk about DK Metcalf. It was very convenient that the same people that were promoting this race were the same people that were objecting to mm-hmm. DK Metcalf being in the Golden Games. So the same people that were saying that DK Metcalf was stealing the headlines from all of the runners that deserved the headlines were the same people that were allowing Chris Chavez and Malcolm Gladwell to steal the headlines from all of the other athletes, athletes competing for Olympic trials qualifiers that were competing on that day. So it just seemed very, very convenient. Let, let me ask you this. Who exactly are you bringing to the sport by advertising a Malcolm Gladwell versus Chris Chavez matchup? On so many levels, that is wildly uninteresting. And I know we are the people – listen, I'm fine. Well, well, I'm going to stop you. No, it's interesting no. to Malcolm Gladwell fans. People that care about Malcolm Gladwell, follow Malcolm Gladwell, okay. are getting exposed to the sport. So, like, I think my my whole point, Mike, is that there's a lot of parallels to be drawn between bringing Malcolm Gladwell to event and DK Metcalf. Other than DK Metcalf can actually compete, but there's a lot of parallels. There's a lot of similarities there. But one you're going to say is bad for the sport, and then the other one you're going to celebrate as this really really cool moment for the sport it doesn't work like that well i get what you're saying sure if, if you're bringing malcolm and, and let me let me be very clear i support anything like this all me the too time. I, I'm, I'm into it but 
there's a difference between bringing Malcolm Gladwell fans into the sport and bringing actual sports fans into the sports. The DK Metcalf thing, you are targeting sports fans to try and attract them to a sport. Malcolm Gladwell, I mean, is that is that the target audience we're looking for? It's cool. I, you know, I, I like Malcolm Gladwell. Blink, you know, whatever, the whole thing. It's great. But is that the target audience we're going after? And then we're, we're putting him up against Chris Chavez? I mean, I, I, I think it's kind of cool, but, like, I think you're kind of missing my point where it's just, like, there's some significant hypocrisy. Oh, no, I, there's I get some that significant sure. hypocrisy uh, uh, behind, uh, you know, with some of the people that market our sport, talk about our sport, and write about our sport. There's some significant hypocrisy. And when it involves them, it's okay. But when it involves somebody else, not okay. So, like, I think that there's a certain organization that is becoming the gatekeeper of the sport, and I don't like it. I don't like it. They're deciding who can come into our sport and talk about it, and they're deciding who can't. And, you know, it's like it's like club cool of the running world right now. If you're in with this organization or if you're a friend with this organization, everybody loves you, and you're like the rebels in the sport, but really you're not. You're becoming the gatekeeper of the sport. And Am I making myself clear right no, now? No, you're making yourself loud and clear. And the other part of it too, Steve, is we talked about this before, is people were threatened by the DK Metcalf thing. They were threatened that an athlete might come into our sport and be better than their precious athletes, right? This is safe because you know Malcolm Gladwell is not going to come into your sport and step on anybody's toes and make us look bad. It's just like this gimmicky fun thing that we can all get behind. So I think that kind of plays into what you're saying, right? It's like, we want to control what is allowed and what's not. And there, like you said, there's specific entities that may be pushing that narrative. And I'm starting to get sick of that entity is what I'm saying. Sure. I'm starting to get real sick of that entity. Trent, we're we going to name entities here. Are we going to, Maybe, maybe in a in a sleep deprived stupor, I will during the <laughs> during the during the fasters. Very well. Any final thoughts? I got nothing else. I got nothing else on it. All right, let's get to the actual fun story. So there was this masters team from the country of Japan who this weekend, you guys heard about this? Oh, I heard about it. This weekend broke the 90 and above 4x4 world record by four minutes. They dropped a time of 849. I think they they averaged like two minutes and 10 seconds or something like that. A split one guy dropped like a 140. But we got four 90-plus-year-olds getting on the track this weekend to drop a four by four and go after the world record. What do we think? Some guy ran a one forty. Yeah, one forty. This is more ridiculous than the Goggins four by four by forty eight challenge. Are you kidding me? These guys are the most fit ninety year olds I've ever seen. I mean looking at the picture, I would have not come close to getting maybe one of the guys. One of the guys looks like he might be ninety, but there's there's two, maybe three that don't even look 
close to 90. I would have maybe guessed one of these guys, I would have guessed like 70, like early 70s. Um, it's it blowing my mind that these guys are 90. Are you are you saying he checks some birth certificates, Steve? Oh, yeah, maybe we gotta check some birth certificates. I don't know. Maybe how actually, do you think these guys got drug tested? Oh, Steve, can you zoom in on the picture? What are they wearing on their feet? Hold on, hold on. Let me see if we got any carbon plates. We got some carbon plates in there because uh, that doesn't count if there's carbon plates that. in there. Can't have that. No, th- these these shoes look like they're from 90 years ago, so <laughs> I think it's legit. <laughs> so, listen, if I'm getting on the track and running four by fours when I'm 90 years old, folks, just put me put me in a home, okay? I I better be sitting on my couch every single day barking at the Red Sox game talking about how you know back in my day you know we used to you know pitchers had high seams and there was no hitters every other day and now all of a sudden you know whatever's going on you know back in my day they used to hit 73 home runs in a season yeah exactly I want to be bitching about Red Sox on my couch I want to be a grumpy old man I don't want to be running four by four. I don't want to be these guys are all wearing their little short shorts I don't want to be putting short shorts on when I'm 90 years old so I guess like credit I to kinda, these guys but, but like, I kind of I kind of want to be you would want to be that no not the guy running but I kind of I kind of want to be the old guy at the track like the staple like you, you go there you go to work out and they're like you know who's that shuffling around the outside of the track? Be like, sure. oh, that that's Steve. He, you know, he was he was a good runner back in the day, and he used to have a he used to have a mildly successful running podcast at one point. Now he just he just you know walks around the the outside of the track muttering to himself about DK Metcalf and how people <laughs> shut up about carbon plated shoes. Well, that's the best that's the best part about those guys is they're just walking. They're not running, but they're wearing running clothes. And they're moving their arms in a way that makes it look like they're running, but they're just walking. But I mean, you can't, you can't knock them for it, right? I mean, like it's gonna be me. It's one hundred percent gonna be me if I'm able to live to ninety. That will one hundred percent be me. Those guys sure as hell aren't wearing the short shorts though that this team is rocking. I just pulled the picture up. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, Mike. If I can rock short shorts like <laughs> that when I'm ninety years old, then sign me up to do some four hundreds. I'm in. This guy's even got the cool running hat and yeah, I mean, these guys are badasses. No question about it. I just, it's not for me. It's not the life choices I want to make. Is that the running news? That's the running news. That's all I got. All right. Hey, Aaron, come here for a second. Aaron. Did you guys hear that? No. We're recording the podcast. Come here for a quick second. This is all standing, by the way. All right. No cuts tonight. No cuts tonight. Yeah, we're recording the podcast. Aaron, we need you for a minute. She just walked up the stairs. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. She's she's not coming on. No, she's coming. She's coming. Oh, all right. What do you want from me? Why do you say? Are we doing? Yeah, an introduction, right? Yeah. What do you want from me? Uh, I. What? I thought you were going to say something. Oh, no. No, no, no. Aaron, I'll kill some time we need here. you on the podcast. Go ahead. Kill some time. What do you got to say? Well, now I might lose my... All right. Well, here we go. Uh, I had the thought when I was getting ready for the, story time. the Goggins Challenge. Yeah, well, let's get a quick story in there. 
Yeah, hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Sorry. No, all right, right, get over you. Right. No more trend story time. That was pretty good, though. I just killed some time. Here. Yeah, I actually have a story, too. All right. So uh, the, the ladies are going to be joining us up in Vermont for the fasters, the 4x4x48. Four by four by uh, what do you think of this? I think you're going to be in a wheelchair at age 40, and I'll push your ass around wherever <laughs> you need to go. What do, you, do you think that this, so you think this is a dumb idea is what you're saying? Yeah. What do you think, what do you, who do you think the first person to drop out is going to be? Oh, that's a, why are you putting me on the spot? That's just answer the question. question. If you had to pick one person to drop out first, who's it going to be? Uh, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> who's your pick to win? I mean, of course, my husband. There we go. That's right to die. Who is going now to... Now we can't trust anything she says. Who is going to whine and complain the most? Michael. Yeah. <laughs> my God. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Who is going to sleep through one of their starts? Trent. Okay. Who, who is going to be the first person to get an injury? Steven. Who so is good. going to be the first person... How could person he possibly to, win? Who is going he to be the first bit. person to crack a Miller Lite? Steven. Steven, okay. I don't have any more questions. No. Thanks for your time. Okay, good night. Bye. <laughs> Excellent. Right, Excellent Trent. analysis Bye. right there. Trent, go ahead. No, no, no. Let, let's let's, let's we'll proceed forward. I was just killing time. I'm sorry for X. Let, let's yeah. end with this. What, does anybody have any, uh, have any bold predictions about what's going to happen this weekend? I would say this is not that bold, but we're all going to finish it. I got like I am preparing. I'll give away a little bit of my mental strategy here. I am preparing for everyone here to finish the full 48. There might be some sleeping through, a little bit of alarms at first, but everybody's going to be up. There's going to be too much action in the house. But there's a bunch of crazy people on this pod here that are going to be powering through it. So everyone finishes, and I'll keep it at that. I don't want to give away too much merch. Uh, I do have some bold predictions. This one's not a bold prediction. This is just a fact. Uh, every single person in this conversation right now is underestimating how difficult this is going to be. I'm not underestimating. That's it. a fact. Even if you don't think you're underestimating it, you're underestimating it. I uh, have a bold prediction. You want to hear my bold yeah, prediction? Yeah, I want to bold prediction. So last year going into this, none of us were ready. None of us did any training for it. It was just kind of like on a whim. We just did it. Now, this year, I wouldn't say like we've been training, but we've for about a month and a half, we've all been like somewhat preparing for this. Like, and it mean, means something different to every single one of us, but we've all, we've all gotten ourselves into like some, like a better position to run this than we were two months ago. I think that this is going to be more competitive and uh, closer than we're thinking. I actually believe that this is going to come down to the last race. I think like the actual, the, the last run will actually be, will determine the winner of this. I think that the, the, the last run is actually going to be a race to win this competition. That's what I think. God, I hope you're right. So what do we think the fastest winning time and the slowest winning time are? Oh, for each leg? No, no. Yeah. Just total. What is the fastest leg that winning time yeah. what is the slowest winning time at first i was like what is the total time gonna be it's like i can't do oh, that, I, that, that yeah, yeah that i can do four miles ridiculous here. i think there's gonna be at least and i think 
I think it, I think people are going to like go with the group for the most part. And I think, <laughs> I think there's going to be runs where like people are going to go as slow as the group lets them go. <laughs> I think there's going to oh, be, absolutely. I think there's going to be like one, 30 plus minute run on this 100 oh i think there'll be more than one (laughs) i think there'll be um, i think day two there's gonna be a stretch of legs that people are just trying to to get a little extra recovery time yeah well actually hold on i there might even be a 40 minute there might be 40 40 minute minute. that's a bold prediction that's for one person Somebody will run over forty minutes. I think. I think there might. Yeah, but be, do you think? I think. But I don't think, I think there win. might be a. Group, I don't think it'll think, win a leg. I don't think a forty yeah. minute. No. But I think. I think like there might be a leg where all three of us come in at like 38, 39, 40, something like. Yeah. That. Oh, I could see that for sure. Um, the uh, the fastest winning time is really fun. Like if you, I wouldn't even know where Vegas would put this because it's all about when you run it. Because we could probably run a pretty fast time that first day, but if we are saving energy or something, and people are pushing it all they can later in the challenge. It's going to be higher. So would you put like, like 20, 24, 30 over under as the fastest winning time? I'm going way over. Over? Way over. That's, that's, that's a six, like what? Six, 10 pace or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. I'm going over. You're going Be- over like slower. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I don't think anybody's running a six ten six ten pace yeah. before. Yeah, maybe maybe the if you do if I, I'll I'll say this if anybody runs under twenty four minutes for one of the legs or runs yeah if anybody runs under twenty four minutes uh, for one of the legs I can guarantee you're losing the competition. Yeah, that's what I was. I thought you were gonna say I guarantee they're gonna win. I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I think if anybody's dumb enough to do that, then they're well. I, I don't want to give away too much strategy. But... <laughs> All right, here, here here's the last question. Will the fastest leg be in the first 24 hours or the second 24 hours? Oh, great question, Mike. Because I think there's a lot to think about there. I, I'm going to go with the first 24 hours. I think the first 24 hours, too. I'll, I'll just be different. I'll go last 24 because, as we've mentioned, things are just going to get weird on that last 24, and you don't know what's going to happen out there. Yeah. The, the, there's going to be one leg and it might come in like the middle of the night, the second night where somebody feels surprisingly good, right? They're going to be like, it, it could be like a min the second midnight leg and somebody's like, I feel fantastic. I'm going to try to win this thing right now. And they're going to go for it and it's going to really screw them. So that, that's what I think is going to happen. All right. Well, that would be the second 24 then. So apparently you would win that bet, but all right, boys, let's kick off the bell app. Mike, what do you got for people on the bell app? I got a little bit of a rant here. Um, Go for it. I am sick and tired of people bitching about no hitters in baseball. Why is the world so mad that we have a lot of no, no hitters are awesome. No hitters are this, these, the sports world doesn't want to have fun anymore. Oh, we got these cool new running shoes that allow people to like break records. And we're seeing like fast times. That sounds awesome. Sign me up. Oh, 
whatever they like modified the baseball or whatever so we get to see like one of the coolest things in sports we get to see it a lot and it's not like they're still perfect games it's not like we're dropping perfect games anymore they're still i don't know i i feel like every time i turn on the radio every time i talk to somebody about baseball every time i text somebody about baseball all they're doing is bitching about no hitters and i'm sick of it i love no hitters give me all the no hitters that's fine i'm furious i'm oh. furious God. No hitters are only good. Mike, no hitters are only good when they happen like once or no, twice a season. Disagree. Strong disagree. No hitters are awesome all the time. No hitters Mike, are awesome. awesome. You know what's awesome? Hits. Hits are awesome. That's Runs awesome are too. awesome. That's a, I love I love a twenty to eighteen baseball game. I love a one to nothing baseball game. I love I love great baseball no hitters are great baseball tons of runs great baseball i love it all i'm just sick and tired of people bitching about one of the coolest things in sports enjoy it because you know what's going to happen is major league baseball is going to change the baseball again and it's going to go back to normal so well that's is- the thing mike that's why that's why they change it's it's not it's this isn't normal that's why they change yeah, the okay, baseball so well well it's happening enjoy the hell out of it enjoy all these no hitters because in three years when we only have like two no hitters no, 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 like, no 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 mike mike Here's the thing. Every single time somebody throws a no-hitter, it takes away, like, what the true greats of the sport. I sound, I sound – Yeah, yeah, I was just I about to say. I can't do Steve. this. Yeah. I, I just saying, like, like Pedro, Marte- Pedro Martinez never threw a perfect game because he was pitching in in a yes, juice ball, Steve, every, steroid era. Every, and because of that, like just – like, Just like track and field. Okay. Yeah, okay. I got and you my own compare again. All right. Fine. I admit it. I I I am a hypocrite. Awesome. I'm 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 just as bad as Sidious Mag. Trent, what do you got? He said it. He said it. He said it. All right. <laughs> Trent, what do you got? People on the bell app. Well, I am not going to get fired up about no hitters right now. I am going to enjoy taper season, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a pretty short taper season. I don't think any of us trained long enough to have like an extended taper season. But let's not forget, we got at least a day or two of tapering ahead of the big challenge. So it's one of the greatest times of the year. So we just need to you know, enjoy a little bit, take a big deep breath, you know, go out and do a little shakeout walk like that old guy on the track. You do a little shakeout walk the day before, maybe a stride or two. Um, and get ready for the big weekend. I'm calling it, boys. I'm winning this challenge. I'm running it back. I'm making it two years in a row. I'm ready to roll. I've been training like Rocky in the Siberian jungle for the past two months. I'm down 15 pounds. I am ready to fucking roll. Let's go, Mike. Josie's on a I would have run faster, but I beat too early. Hit me with the Josie.